All right, Taylor. This is a story that you helped prep for us, so I'm going to let you toss into this one. But we're doing a coronavirus economic update. Uh, if you didn't know or were completely unaware, <laughs> there is a uh, pandemic potential virus spreading across the globe. Right. Originated in China, um, has spread to South Korea, Italy, um, and the CDC is warning mm -hmm. the United States that you should start mentally prepping for what it could look like if this makes its way to the United States in any um, any tangible way. Right. Teleworking, teleschooling, stock up on your water, get your face masks. <laughs> I mean, it's not a, it's not an exciting uh, future. Right. But this not only impacts our day to day, but it impacts economies as well. So Taylor. Give us the rundown. Yeah. Well, I, I think what's really important about this conversation specifically is to, uh, it, it's easy to get carried away. It's easy for us to, you know, look at, at some of the, the sensational coverage about it. It's easy for us to, to look at some of the, um, you know, very real and tangible um, things that, that have come out of this. But but what I think that for um, our audiences here and kind of where we're at here in America, the, I think the best thing for us to do is just kind of look at the numbers right now, really look at, at the tangible hard information and uh, um, start to uh, ideally just listen to um, some of the advice that we're given about, you know, how to, to um, uh, I guess, counteract um, some of the, the threats that this, you know, kind of poses. But Really, what we want to do is kind of get to wrap our heads around, you know, what, what does this mean as a uh, kind of a tool or a um, hindrance here to our economy? And, and I think if we look back, you know, in the last few decades, we've seen a number of cases of, of similar um you know, types of outbreaks, you know, obviously we had SARS about, you know, two decades ago and then the H1N1 virus about a decade ago or so. So um, we're, we're right on schedule here, yeah, right. <laughs> it seems. Ah, it's time. Exactly, exactly. So, um, and, and and really what we want to do is look at, at you know, uh, obviously some of the differences that, that these different um, viruses have, how they've they've been able to travel differently. Um, I, I think that, that right now what we really need to look on is getting just accurate information, um, the right information about, you know, how many people have been affected by this, how we can actually contain this. Um, but, you know, I, I, I also don't want us to get carried away with, uh, you know, thinking this might be the end of the world for us. You know, we, we obviously came out of, the, you know, the H1N1 uh, virus here about 10 years ago, um, which, you know, took a devastating toll on, you know, both, you know, economy and human life and just the uh, kind of social dialogue during that time as well. Um, but, you know, uh, obviously we were able to... Uh, contain that, combat some of the, um, you know, fallout from that as well. Yep. Um, so I, I think that we have a good track record with, you know, being able to look at some of these things. I think that it's really important that we listen to um, World Health Organization, that we listen to some of the people who, um, you know, might be coming out about, uh, you know, the, the real threats or the real um, just kind of landscape of this. Mm -hmm. So. Um, in, in terms of the numbers for the economy, um, you know, Mark Zandi, who is the chief economics uh, at, of Moody's Analytics, sorry, um, chief of ec economics, mm -hmm. um, 
estimates that the outbreak will reduce growth in the first three months of 2020, which we're kind of seeing the end of right now, yeah. um, by about six tenths of a percentage, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you know, one percent of our, our you know uh, growth here for this this um, first quarter, um, you know, is is pretty tangible for a, you know, kind of a virus that hasn't really hit landfall, so to speak, you know, in, in any major way. So um, I think that what we're looking at right now is, is obviously um, any areas in travel and tourism, you know, these are kind of the areas that are getting affected right now. Uh, manufacturing and imports from China have obviously slowed down in a lot of areas as well. Um so yeah, I mean we're we're definitely seeing tangible, you know, kickback from this. Um, we're 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 kind of looking at some of the ways that you know we've handled these types of things in the past. Um, but I think right now um, it's it's really important for us to just kind of look at um, at, at some of these uh, past numbers here and see how we can you know put that here ahead yeah. of us. So. Yeah, and uh, you know th- there's ruminations that. Oh yeah, by April mm-hmm. there's going to be a magic kind of surprise, and right. the, you know by then we will have contained it and it'll be fine. Um, I think a lot of organizations are saying there's not really any indication that there's mm-hmm. like a path to coronavirus, um, at, like the death of coronavirus by April. Uh, so you know I I think though the impact on the economy has been slight so far, mm-hmm. I think. We need to probably be doing more to contain the spread, and we need to prepare for the uh, reality that if it does hit the United States in a a more aggressive way, mm-hmm. that you know we're really going to be testing our mobile workforce. Honestly, uh, people are going to be working from home. Schools are going to be canceled. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know. How do you Skype in to school? You know, I mean, like just weird little technical things because large social public mm-hmm. areas are going to be not only undesirable, but probably blocked off um, mm-hmm. to prevent the spread. So it day to day could change a lot and that would impact our economy substantially. And, you know, and I'll, like I mentioned earlier, I think we saw some of that, you know, roughly, I think like the 2009-10 era where we were looking at, um, you know, H1N1, we had the, uh, you know, swine flu uh, kind of epidemic or pandemic that was, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it did, it, it uh, had a huge impact. Um, and I think it, it culturally even sort of shifted the way that we think about some of these things. Um, and, and obviously we don't want to have another instance of that um so I think really having transparency between uh, world leaders, between um, people who have, uh, you know, potentially had any sort of contact into this. I know that it's it's been something that people want to uh, potentially kind of hide or, you know, not want to, to say, you know, okay, I've, I've may have been in a, a risky scenario um, in uh, kind of with the looming threat of being quarantined over their heads. So um, I, I think that the communication, transparency, really looking at at some of this this data and the figures is going to be our best way to um, combat some of the, the long-term issues here, at least to uh, get a good idea of, of how we need to focus with that energy. Totally. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. 
Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries.